This is the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. We help you grow your faith as you grow your business. And now, your host, Jesse Cole. Welcome to the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jesse Cole. Thank you very much for joining us today. I'm excited for you, your family, your business, what God is doing to you, through you, for you, and in you. I am excited about this show today. Why? Because we're going to help you get your money right. For some reason, that's been the focus over these last couple of podcasts is finances and having money conversations. But today we're going to be talking with Jeffrey Taylor, who is a financial strategist, and he's going to be talking about how to make sure that you never lose money. He has a never lose money strategy and is steeped in kingdom principles. And I want you to listen to his perspective on building a financial legacy, but doing it with a kingdom framework. All right, here we go. Jeffrey Taylor here on the Kingdom Mogul Podcast. Mr. Taylor, thank you very much for being on our show today. I really appreciate it. Before we get into the meat of everything, can you just share your background and how you got into the financial industry? Wow. Well, I have 32 years of uh, financial planning experience, and uh, I am probably the best way to define what I do or how I got here was through a series of events. Um, There's no degree. There's no organized platform where you would get where you would be able to go through to get the experience that I have just to give you an example when I was in the military I had uh, enrolled into a financial program and from that I ended up coming into financial services and um, what maybe 12 years 13 years maybe longer I ended up falling into college funding by a series of matter of fact, similar to what's going through now. At the time I was a registered investment advisor and um, in the early 2000s and people were losing money and I didn't have any answers at that time. And so when someone would come to me and say, hey, you know, we've lost half of our college savings, you know, what do we do now? And I didn't have any answers. And uh, I had a mentor of mine uh, that said to me, you know, if you took some classes or if you, got your certification in college funding, you'd be able to uh, have some better answers. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, I started taking college funding courses and um, expanded my vision, my expertise, my capacity to serve and and provide solutions uh, up until through now. And I'm skipping a lot to to save the time, but um, there's no one, there's no school you can go to to get the experience that I have is just that I have been very blessed to have people who came across my path who challenged me to think differently. And from that, I took um, action to learn more, to be a better student. And from that, gained more knowledge and expertise up until like now. I just got off the phone with uh, a, a professional woman. And uh, one of the things that she liked was the fact that despite these changes in the economy, my clients haven't lost any money. And she wanted to know why, what was I doing different uh, than other people were doing who have lost tens of thousands of, and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So um, I just, I am a student of money and I read probably more than your average person, certainly more than your average person in this industry. And uh, I just believe in, uh, solving problems and having 
real life solutions to uh, problems to be solved. What I'm hearing you saying is that you're maintaining a healthy relationship between ministry and helping people, but also making sure that they are financially fit for the future, that their financial legacy is intact. But how do you maintain a healthy perspective between ministry and money? Well, I mean, I, I live a biblically principled life. I mean, I'm not a perfect man. I haven't figured it all out. Uh, but I have, my life is lived by biblical principles. And biblical, one of the things about the biblical principles is that they work. Um, if you follow biblical principles, you will get the corresponding biblical advantages. Uh, if you refuse to follow biblical principles, then you will receive the corresponding consequences. So, and that's what I teach from. Um, I love the idea that, uh, that God has about money because it has rules. Those rules can be learned. Those rules can be mastered. And all I'm trying to do is learn those rules and share those with others. Um, you know, I've been all over the world and I can tell you that uh, one place how what they term as rich is different from another place. I think that we have to have some kind of clarity of principles, uh, biblical principles to understand what that is. But it it's all up to you, the individual, and I'm just trying to live that, that there's no limitations and I allow the, 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 uh, the ethics of the scriptures guide me in my decision-making. I really appreciate the fact that you said you live a principled lifestyle. You're not just out here floundering around. Um, you have principles, you have a framework, you have some substance and some context to the way that you go about your life. And I really appreciate that. What is your position on doing partnership with God? What does that look like for you? Well, uh, when I think about the word partnership, there's a mutual relationship or mutual gain, mutual benefit. And uh, I don't really see myself as in a partnership with God. I see myself as the creation and God, the creator. <laughs> in other words, he's the source uh, and, and I am the benefactor, or excuse me, beneficiary of this, this resource. Um, the, the thing is, now maybe this goes back to what I just previously said, the reality is, is that the principles uh, have strategies. And it doesn't matter what area of life that we're talking about, um, there's an answer to every problem uh, for the specific intent of living all that God has for me. So I'm not sure for me if partner is the word because he's the creator and I am the creation. <laughs> uh, he is the, the ruler and I am the uh, servant. And that's how I, how, how I see it. As you were talking, the word that kept resonating in my spirit was stewardship, stewardship, stewardship. What are you doing to help your clients be better stewards of their finances? Well, you know what? Uh, and, and again, for whatever reason, this, this previous uh, appointment that just came out of, with uh, this lady who was just seeking guidance 
Um, and one of the first things that I said to her, I, I created a scenario and I said to her, I said, what if, uh, I said, I don't know what your income is, but what if over the last five years you've made $50,000 a year? And so that means you've had a quarter of a million dollars go through your fingers. Are you happy with where you are financially? And I said, if the answer to that is no, why is it a no? And are you aware of the why? And so we did some exchange and conversation. And one of the things that we talked about is the fact that she has not been diligent in the very first principle of wealth, which is pay yourself first. A lot of people think tithing is first, and that's not true. Tithing is last. As a matter of fact, tithing is last in God's economic process. And it says that. It says that we are to honor God in the first fruit of our increase, not the beginning. How can you give a tithe off of something that you have not received? So the very first step or the very idea of becoming a sower or a sower or a first sower in your harvest, uh, sow a seed first into your own uh, life. So uh, again, I'm just trying to teach principles that work, uh, facts, uh, strategies that can be tracked and verified just from making uh, wiser decisions. For the person who may be listening to this conversation right now, they may say, wow, this gentleman is polished. He has it all together. But I know it's easy to really get caught up in the veneer. However, understand that you had to go through a process to get to this point. So can you talk about some of the roadblocks you had, some of the internal challenges you had to get to this point to where you are right now? Well, it's a, it's a good point because um, you can't have profit without the process. And I mean, I could answer that in 101 different ways, but I will tell you this, uh, if we had more time, I could, I could really get into this because at the end of 2008, this particular region suffered a catastrophic financial setback. And I said, along with everyone else, that the economy was bad. I thought the economy was bad. Until I met a gentleman who said, no, the economy is not bad. You're just unprepared. And I said, huh? But yeah, you, you didn't prepare for this. And one of the uh, fundamentals of uh, economics is you prepare for emergencies. You you build that into your plan. You expect it to happen. You're ready for it to happen. I was on a call with, uh, I belong to a very prestigious group of people, and one of the representatives of one of the organizations that I work with talked about how they have $2 billion in reserves, that they were planning for this, they had prepared for this. And so um, I would just say what I'm learning to do is, again, going back to, I, I, I can't, it looks like we can't shake it, is that there are principles. Uh, principles, when they're understood, can be used to develop strategies. Those strategies provide solutions to problems. And so I had to change, immediately change, my whole ideology of what a bad economy was, and I realized that there's no such thing as a bad, e bad economy. What we have is cause and effect. 
what we have are rules or a mental, uh, a paradigm way of thinking that is influencing our decisions and those decisions are creating very, very predictable results. And so I'm just trying to uh, help people to understand that the key, and even in, in my own life, that the key to, uh, to being successful or to uh, building wealth, particularly when we're talking about hope from a holistic perspective, is that we have to have clarity um, of the rules. We have to understand what those rules are. And so I spend a lot of my time reading books, uh, listening to audios, watching YouTube, uh, learning how do I get better? How can I improve every day? And um, it's a lifelong journey. And I would say the key to uh, solving any problem, and you do not, the problem is never the problem. Uh, what we have to do is we have to learn how to be smarter than the problem, even with what's going on in the world today. The issue is not the quote unquote issue. The issue is, are we going to implement strategies and principles that are smarter than the problem? So uh, I live by that. Uh, I'm getting better at that. Uh, and I've made my fair share of mistakes, certainly. Uh, but I'm getting better at getting better. And I think that's the key to any kind of challenge we want to run into is understanding that you're going to have people to tell you what well, there's nothing that can be done. Well, you're just talking to the wrong person because there's another person who will tell you not only is there something that can be done, but here's how to do it. What we want to do is have a mindset that can receive new information and that transcends uh, beyond our uh, the people that we typically hang around with who will unfortunately condition us to be doubtful, to be small-minded, to be inflexible when we need to be the opposite of those things in order to learn things, uh, learn new things and to become better um, as a part of an evolving process. So, I believe that one advantage that we have as kingdom-driven business leaders and entrepreneurs is that not only do we have access to the intellectual and the, what the marketplace knowledge is, but we also have access to what heaven is saying. So understanding how to have a healthy balance between the two is extremely important as we move, as we navigate uh, through the marketplace. But Mr. Taylor, can you talk about a case study of a, a client that you have or may had that came into your company believing and operating one way but because they worked with you, they left better. They left with a better understanding of how to create a financial legacy for them and their family. Uh, you know what? I only teach from case study. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is that I'm trying to, when I'm talking with someone who is not a client, my very first step it is to evaluate whether or not if this person is cultured. Uh, and not to try to sell them anything. I would tell them up front, listen, I have nothing to sell you. If we're not a good fit, we're going to both know. And I'm only interested in moving this forward if and if, if and only if uh, you want to become a, a better uh, steward, a better student of money. Uh, so I only teach from case study. I, I, matter of fact, matter the one I was re reviewing with this, this young lady who I just got off the phone with, I showed her an example 
of how one of the things that I teach people is how to be ready for uh, such the times as this. In this case, how do you position yourself so that you have your own layoff fund? You have your own emergency fund. And so um, I shared an example where um, this particular client came in, uh, wanted to look at some college funding, college planning, and how I was able to get her to see a much larger picture because the direction she was going into, which is what many parents do, they will save for college. And saving for college is one of the worst things you can do with your money because you're violating rules. Uh, we teach a biblical principle called the arbitrage. And the arbitrage is, is, a, um, it is a biblical principle that recycles and recaptures your money so that you never run out of money uh, regardless what, however you are using it. So whatever is going on, this arbitrage adjusts itself to your circumstance, uh, provides money for that without ever running out of money. Now, this case study, um, so I was just trying to show her the power of the arbitrage and how that uh, is a, it is a system that never runs out of money. I've got another client, again, teaching from case studies. Uh, she had her plan and several years into it, she decided to leave education and she used her arbitrage. And she's never paid it back. So uh, again, it, the, the, the issue and the challenges that we all face, when it seems as though the problem is the problem. The problem is never the problem. I cannot overemphasize that. There is nothing new under the sun. We spend our time praying, but we do not seek wise counsel. Wise counsel goes with prayer. We can't pray and expect prayer to be a substitute for wise counsel because uh, it is the, the wise counsel that provides the solutions to the problems that we run into. Um, so we wanna be smarter than the problem. I cannot overemphasize that, but that's what we teach from. We only teach from case study. Uh, we take uh, our clients through a series of classes because we're trying to improve their overall quality of life, help them make better decisions while building towards a multi-million dollar uh, nest egg. You talked about arbitrage being a kingdom principle. Can you talk more about what that looks like? Like, Where did you find that? Can you break that down just a little bit more? Arbitrage being a financial kingdom principle. Okay. So we look in the scriptures, it's very clear. It says, as long as the earth remains. Now that's a statement. As long as the earth remains, there shall be seed time harvest. That is an arbitrage. The seed over time creates an harvest. That harvest within itself has what? More seed. You take the seed from that harvest, you reinvest it. And every time this cycle is repeated, you always end up with substantially more seed, things like debt, it's not a problem. That is never the problem. 
you learn things like paying for college is not the problem. <laughs> uh, you, you'll learn that if you're laid off, that ain't the problem. Uh, if you have a business and you lack resources, that ain't the problem. Practical principles come from divine law. And, but we're out here, unfortunately, my brothers and sisters uh, in the church world, we are uh, violating uh, biblical principle. And, we, and because of that, we continue to perpetuate uh, the consequences that we don't want. Uh, the, the, this particular idea or, or concept called the arbitrage, it's called many different things by many other people. But that is the end and the beginning of the development of anything that you want to try to uh, expand and grow. You have to have an arbitrage. You know, I want to sit there for a minute because I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this this whole arbitrage framework. And you said that what we think is the problem really isn't the problem. So if the seed isn't the problem, if the time isn't the problem, if, if the harvest isn't the problem, what's really the problem? Is it that we're planting the wrong seeds? Are we planting the seeds and then trying to pull them up too fast, or are we, you know, not really managing the harvest properly? What is the real problem that's persisting across the board. Okay, now see, you 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 asked about seven questions in one, and, <laughs> and so I'm going to do my best to answer it uh, as the Lord gives it to me. So here's the reality of it. Again, whatever challenge we are facing, that challenge uh, was predictable. If you were sitting with the right mentor or coach and they evaluated your life, they would have been able to tell you, maybe not at this particular moment, at this particular second, on this particular day, but they would have been able to tell you, here's what's going to happen in your life, and here's the reason why you're going to have these kinds of results, is because we are violating uh, the principles and rules that are designed to protect us from financial ruin. Um, as we, as this transition and this economic transition occurs, you're going to have the same group of people uh, getting richer and richer and the same group of people getting poorer and poorer. Why? Well, scripture is real clear on this. It says that my people perish. Didn't say because you haven't been to church didn't say because you haven't you don't have a good prayer life. Didn't say because you haven't been praying and fasting. It says that my people perish for one reason and one reason alone, a lack of knowledge. But un unfortunately, knowledge is resisted by those people who resist it. And again, we can all <laughs> we can all look at our lives. And in retrospect, what do we say? Oh man, I wish I had known. Oh man, I had. I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I had known that. Well, all the decisions that we make in life are predictable in their result. And if we're not following biblical principle, we are not going to get the promises, or it frustrates the promises that God has for us, because we are ignoring principles, strategies. Uh, and, and the solutions that he set forth. Let's look at the other scripture that talks about vision. 
Without vision, what happens? You're frustrated. Well, what's vision? Vision is the mental picture, the invisible picture that you have in your mind. When I'm talking with someone and doing an interview to consider whether or not this is a good relationship, I'm, what I'm really asking them about is the vision that they have. And a lot of people don't understand that their vision, their invisible picture, the, the video that's playing in their minds, um, that's feeding their fears, that's feeding their doubts, that's feeding their unbeliefs and influencing their decisions is the reason why uh, they continue to produce negative consequences. Negative consequences are not for the believer. Negative consequences are for the sinner. But the reality is that a believer can be living the, a sinful consequence because they do not understand God's laws, principles, and strategies, and solutions because they are resistant to them because of the picture that is played in their minds. Now we can go, we can take that somewhere else, but the whole point behind all that I'm trying to say here is that God has called us to a place where we have the solutions to the problem. Though at this time, why isn't the world coming to the church for solution? Now we're going to church to feel better. That's what we're really doing. We're not going to church to get solutions to problems, to, to, to life solving problems. No, we're not. We're going there to get to, to feel better, to get a to get a feel on and to hear something that may encourage us, may inspire us. But there's no action, there's no action plan to back it up that brings us up out of the situation that we're concerned about. So again, wisdom is a principal thing. Without it, we're going to produce the results that we don't want. So what I'm hearing you say is that the problem that's persisting across the board is the lack of knowledge. Not only that, the willingness to apply that knowledge. It's like that scripture that says faith without works is dead. So the works is the application. It's the willingness to apply that knowledge, right? So when you think about your business right now in its current state and where you have a vision of it going, what is God saying about your business? What should you in your business right now be doing at this very point in time? Okay. I'm going to answer that from a macro perspective, and then I'm going to answer that from a micro perspective. So, so <laughs> uh, this answer is going to sound, it may sound a little silly. Uh, there's a gentleman that I listened to named Jim Rohn, and that man, uh, he is not called a prophet. He is not called a minister, a pastor, or a preacher. But I tell you, this man teaches biblical principles. This man has been personally responsible for help building nations from extreme poverty. So he knows what he's talking about. And he shares a story where he was uh, asked to be a part of a meeting where there were CEOs and CFOs and, and, and national leaders and so forth. They were asking him, oh, Mr. Rome, Mr. Rome, you, you have a lot of knowledge. You get access to information that a lot of people don't have. What can you tell us about the next 10 years? And he said to, him, said to them in very simple terms, he said, well, 
the next 10 years are going to be pretty much just like the last 10 years. There shall be seed, time, and harvest. <laughs> there shall be uh, storms and good weather. Uh, people will be born. People will die. So as in this time, is the same thing. Is My principles have not changed. The scriptures have not changed. My mandate has not changed. In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. And when Jesus left this earth to go to heaven, he said to his people, that I am calling you to possess. I am calling you to possess. In other words, it is we have a kingdom uh, clear instruction to work our gifts and callings so that we become masters of the universe. People, if people are not calling you for answers to problems, then you're out of God's will and you are not fulfilling his purpose that you have in, in this life. We all have been created to solve problems. It is our holy mandate to become the best of the best of the best in those arenas so when times like this come, they can go to the church and get the answers that they need. <laughs> that little snippet right there was worth the price of admission and you got in free, right? So you got a, you got some good nuggets right there. Mr. Taylor said that if people aren't calling you to provide a solution, then you're not in God's will. That's amazing because we have been called to be solution providers to dominate in our specific area of gifting. Wow. Unpack that some more. No, I was just going to say that it is, it's the holy mandate. So, yeah. uh, because we're good at going to church, at least where I was raised, you know, we went to church multiple times throughout the week. And there is very important significance in that. I would not be, be the man I am today if it had not been for that experience. I know it, it's, it has saved my life. It has given me skills to overcome um, challenges and tragedies and, and, and overcoming myself. How about that? Um, but with that, we need to understand that regardless if you have a business or businesses or you work for someone, it's very important that you take the responsibility to become the best of the best so that you can be called upon to be a problem solver, regardless if that means you're cleaning something up or that if that, if that means that you are a teacher or whatever it is that you're called to do, because that's the only way that, that the believer can influence the earth and draw them to Christ. If we're just like everybody else, if we got the same problems that everybody else has and no solutions other than prayer, prayer is important. Prayer is a weapon. But prayer was never intended to be a one-dimensional uh, process. It is a multi-dimensional process as a part of a series of steps that solve every problem under the sun. Mr. Taylor, I can talk to you for a couple more hours, man. There's so much meat here. It's so rich. Your perspective, your understanding of how to build financial legacies and how to build wealth for you and your families. 
Unfortunately, we don't have a whole lot of time to do that. We got to continue this conversation another time. But I want to ask you one last question. It's not as heavy as the other questions. Where can people find out more about you and what you offer? Okay. Um, well, let me, I'll give you one of my websites. This seems to be the hot topic. And this website is NeverLoseMoneyStrategy.com. That's NeverLoseMoneyStrategy.com. On that website is my email and my phone number. The very first step, if you're really, now, if you're just looking for information, you can check out that website and look until you, until you find whatever you're looking for. But if you're looking for solutions, if you're looking to solve your problem and you're tired of being tired of being tired and you want to position yourself to create this arbitrage is based on C time and Harvard's principle, then we need to do a 15 minute phone chat to see if we are a good fit for one another. And you can do that. The very first to doing that is to go to this website, neverlosemoneystrategy.com. And you can text me through my phone number that's listed there and say, hey, Jeff, I'd like to set up a 15-minute phone chat. If I could, I'd like to also make a request. If you have a group or organization, a club that's seeking uh, specifically solutions to financial problems, I would love to introduce my Never Lose Money uh, uh, strategy system that will solve every problem that you have. Uh, through biblically-based uh, teaching. Mr. Taylor, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been a great conversation, rich content, and I'm sure that those who are listening are going to be able to use what you've taught us, what, what you share with us today to build or, to con or continue to build their financial legacy. Thank you very much for joining us, man. I really appreciate your time. Be blessed, man. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to The Kingdom mogul podcast you can support the podcast by subscribing downloading your favorite episode and sharing the podcast via social media don't forget to visit kingdommogulcoaching.com to find more resources to help you grow your faith as you grow your business remember what you want to become depends on your willingness to become it